right to the roots podcast well welcome to episode nine of right to the roots podcast i can't believe I actually got nine episodes <laughs> yeah who'd have thought eh? fuck me nine episodes <laughs> i didn't me. think we'd get this far honestly I, I, I thought it'd be done by by five but there you go uh it's the first time jason and i have recorded in the same room together Woo-hoo! sorry you, you're not that impressed <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> nah i've been here 24 hours already sorry about that how, how has your 24 hours been it's been all right apart from you left me waiting 25 minutes at fucking train station that was fun I'm like, which direction are you coming from? You're like, don't worry. It's called an Essex welcome. Don't worry, mate. I'm, I'll, I'll be there soon. I'm like, oh, standing around getting blisters on my feet. You know, I apologise. Well. You're here now. Enjoy yeah, the I'm fun. here now. Yeah. Uh, we have a special day lined up. We're actually recording uh, back-to-back episodes. Um, I won't go into the second one now, as we have, uh, I guess, I've wanted to get on for some time. Yes. Someone who's been nothing but uh, lovely and affable with me every time we've spoken. Mm, yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> don't know. A hand gesture there it was kind of like oh, i don't know uh but we'll welcome her on uh she's from the band veil vale. um very much into to music and i imagine we're going to find out a lot of other things but let's welcome on annabelle hello hello fellow humans how art thou very well thank you very well just a belly full of coffee and i'm just <laughs> i'm ready to go i'm, I'm good ah <laughs> uh, yes as is tradition it was always tradition <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do it's just caffeine up to the nines and we're done ah uh, the great british depression that is exactly what it is <laughs> caffeine <laughs> queuing at the post office yeah my favorite yeah, about the weather yeah, <laughs> 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 oh god so we again we didn't prep but i guess we can delve straight in to the music side of things first of all mm. so obviously you you have your own band bail yes when obviously i know from previous conversation we've had you've got a background in 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 music anyway um obviously through studies too so where where did the idea of having your own band start from was that something you wanted to get into right away after finishing all your music studies or did it just happen naturally and and there you go well it all started when i was born there really (laughs) uh i used to act out all sorts of scenes and i grew up in the 90s it was all the sort of boy band girl band culture so sort of mm-hmm. popping yourself up in front of people dancing like a loon and making up some cheesy lyrics was just basically a staple of my childhood <laughs> it, I knew it was something I always wanted to do I always wanted to be a performer I always wanted to be a vocalist music has been such an integral part of my life uh, I never thought I'd actually make it this far so that's a bit of a shocker be careful what you wish for kids <laughs> <laughs> It, I will say it took me a long time to actually pursue it in terms of a career as a performer. So, yeah, as you say, I um, went to university, I got my bachelor's degree in music, and then I went on to do my master's degree in music. That just makes me sound like an ass. And um, all that, the classical training, and I did ethnomusicology for my master's, and then I was a touring chorister, and I was in orchestras as a child, and so on and so forth and I knew I wanted to be on stage performing but when I graduated I actually went the other way I did um well not the other way I interviewed bands so I worked as a PR person went to festivals and interviewed bands and helped them with their schedules honestly bands are like children you have to keep a leash on them they see something (laughs) shiny they run off (sighs) but yeah and um I started doing that solely because well I enjoyed it but there was that um feeling of I didn't feel good enough to do what I wanted to do okay and it getting right into the juicy emotion straight off the bat it became really difficult it became honestly soul crushing to be furthering other people's careers and to be on the sidelines and watching them do the thing that you want to do until I don't even know through a series of unfortunate events um I did end up being where I wanted to be so the first thing was um yeah Vale with, with Charles Hedger of, of Mayhem and then I was in Devilment for a short stint um with Danny Filth now in Cradle of Filth as well as doing my stuff Vale so uh 
it's interesting to see that roadmap and how I've managed to plonk my ass in this uh, position I'm in now. Oh, it's good. It's it's uh, it, it sounds like as you said, sitting on the sidelines for a little bit, watching everyone else go go further with their careers, and probably almost feeling like yours was stagnant for some time. To suddenly being where you are now, um, and that's a big accomplishment. Not everyone gets to you know to reach some of their goals, I guess. Um, I mean, I speak from experience. I thought I didn't think I'd be doing all the different things I've done with with regards to work and 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 where I am and doing different bits, but you know, things take a turn and all of a sudden good, good shit starts to happen. So. Yeah. It's amazing when you look back at all the little moments that led up to it, that I think people always want like a grand story or like mm. this epic thing that happened when in reality it's much more boring and it's a series <laughs> of small moments that led up to it. Not a, I burst forth from my coffin one day and suddenly the light shone yonder and, I became this thing as I emerged from my cocoon. Ah, ah, that's not how it went down. I'd like to believe it's how it went down. But yourself, James, you, did you have anything, well, aspirations or goals you've set yourself for or things you were aiming for? I mean... Because I've never asked obviously, you, Obviously, I mean, you know, when I was younger, I, I studied media and I kind of wanted to get into sort of like the media side of things. Mm. But then I realised I wasn't a very good filmmaker. Oh. <laughs> so like, you know, or, you know, I, well, I, was, I was all right. But the things I would make obviously required a lot of paperwork a mm-hmm. lot of prep a lot of this that and the other and I like the creative side of things I didn't like all the boring shit <laughs> so I didn't really pursue that um but now I feel like obviously with this with the podcast and everything um I feel like this is a way of expressing that creativity once again and kind mm. of building a new building something that we can work towards mm. something that can I mean obviously neither of us are expecting anything grand out of this although we're getting amazing guests already Obviously, we're not expecting to ever be like a top 100 podcast or anything like that. You know, Excuse it's, it's just like, <laughs> where you are. I have a sense of tension here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, we're just doing it for fun. If anything comes of it, so be it, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of it. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to be kind of boring, I reckon, for the rest of my life. Just do things like this. So, you know. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not super creative. You know, I'm not really arty. I'm not musical. I'm, you know, I don't have a camera or anything at the moment. So it's not like I'm pursuing filming or anything like that. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess mm. this, it's you know, crazy. this, yeah. This. Yeah. Well, creativity can be found in all sorts. Like you're doing the art of conversation right now. You're talking to a fellow human on this earth. That's in itself a form of creativity. Yeah, we're, crea- we're creating conversation. <laughs> You do know that's going to be our sound clip yeah, for the that, intro. That's, that's it. it. Bam. Oh, bam. What will be five minutes in? The crazy's <laughs> already begun. As I'm staring at my wall of stuffed bird uh, toys and singing to myself. Yep. Okay. Welcome to my life, everyone. A day in the life of me. This is it. That sounds all right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. If you do hear screaming at any point, that is just the birds, by the way. I haven't got anyone locked up somewhere, even that that would be more believable. But uh, that's a shame because I have. Sorry. Oh, that. I knew it. Get that look about you. That, that's why you're Daniela. No. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> the first one to tell me I've had that look. No. Um, yes, I should say, actually, yeah, the, the, the reason I suppose we got chatting was because of uh, a mispronouncement. A mispronouncement. Yeah. Oh, my God. There you go. I've done it myself. Of, uh, of my name. Uh, I think I was watching an Instagram live. Of yeah, you, yeah. Originally. And then you were reading the comments, just like like looking down at the phone or the, com- or the computer, whatever you were on, and you were like Dan- Daniela or Daniel A J Lucas. Like, mm-hmm. Daniela, I was like, who the fuck's Daniela? I was like, who's she talking about? And I was like, oh fuck, it's my name. Hi Daniela, and I was like, oh yeah. Your Instagram doesn't discriminate against initials as such, and uh, my Italian heritage. I was like, oh, it's a Daniela. I've been that ever since. Now I might just change my name. Yeah, Daniela. Yeah, yeah right Lucas. to the roots of Daniela and Jay. Yeah, that's how we uh, broke the ice. 21st century, it could be what I want. That's true. Yeah. Do, yeah. do what you want, be what you want. Yeah, exactly. I'm Daniela from now. But yeah, that is how we, we broke the ice. It was kind of nice, actually, because everyone else that we've um, we've had on, say, as, as a guest, although we've had nice conversations from the from the get-go of everybody, it's been more fun with yourself because it's just been on and off conversation. I mean, you, you know, you've seen pictures of the area I live in and, uh, you know, South End and Sea. Um, 
<laughs> some of the funny comments you've given me back as well. It's been lovely, really. It's uh, it's been a nice lead up to this. Oh, thank you. I always believe in just being a decent human being because we are all in this life together. None of us really know what's going on. Yeah. So it's honestly, it's it's a lot easier to not be a dick than it yeah. is to be a dick. And if you can put some good out into the world just by being yourself or a kind word here and there, it you know, it's led to this for goodness sake. Yeah, that's it. But you're right though, if you can put something out there um and have a positive effect, then then you know, all the better to you, really. I mean, for yourself, you you know, you're putting music out there. To some, they're just listening as as you know, fans of the art form, I guess, but to someone else that music might, you know, might help them out of a, a shit time or uh, you know, it might help them weather the storm a little bit for themselves you know uh, same with the, the idea of podcasts you know you, you stick your headphones on uh, and away mm. you go and you've lost an hour yeah I mean that might be the alcohol and drugs but um <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should have done we should have just got the whiskey out and just just yeah. got battered while we we're having this conversation <laughs> and then imagine that goes out down there you go drunk. I mean they did um drunken history why not drunken podcast there you go. Uh, unfortunately, there's already been a, a drunk cast. Um, really? Yes. Uh, our our last guest, Stuart Whiffen, who um, who hosts a few podcasts here in, in Essex. A few, just three thousand <laughs> podcasts. Just, just, just like he constantly does podcasts. Yeah, he's a very yeah. He um very active. He is part of the Distraction Pieces Network, which is run by Scroobius Pip, um, who is probably arguably one of the biggest UK podcasters there is, as well as a, a rap artist or former rap artist anyway. Uh, but they did Drunk Cast. Uh, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. it's fantastic to watch, fantastic to listen to. And I was like, oh, shit, they've stole the idea. Mm. Well, maybe with your uh, Dead Skull Coffee collaboration, you could do High on Caffeine. I mean, that's a drug, right? Just people yeah. jittering away, full of anxiety, rambling <laughs> nonsense. I mean... I mean, clearly, I I don't need that. Uh, but there you go. That's a, a new avenue to explore. Trademark yeah. TM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just call it Annabelle's Hour. We're just sitting jittering to Annabelle's Hour is a good name, actually. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That might be the name of this episode. Annabelle's yeah, Hour. Annabelle's Hour. It's kind of ominous. Yeah, yeah. it is. But I did have a thing like there was a whole thread online about whether Annabelle was my real name. Hmm. That was quite amusing. <laughs> it's just in the. Uh, in, the, in one of the Cradle of Field fan groups, and people were saying, oh, there's a whole thread on my name. And really? oh, is this some kind of clever hint as to the theme of the album? Is this <laughs> some kind of stage name? And the top comment was, Hear me out, mate. Maybe <laughs> that's just her name. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that, that is just my name. It's uh, nothing exciting there happening, really. When, out of curiosity, when did you stumble across that? Oh, good question. That was summertime. Don't know why I'm speaking like Dory talking to a whale. Um, <laughs> summertime. Can you do the rest of the podcast in that voice? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was around mid last year. That's weird to say last year. I keep thinking of last year's 2018. That's depressing. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Like, <sighs> yeah, just like glossed over everything is really strange you remember that when the lockdowns first hit how long march felt oh God. it was like march felt like an entire year and then ever since has been like yeah. two months it's crazy yeah it's like waiting for a holiday it goes really slow but it goes really quick yeah <laughs> but i'm tired of it going quick i'm not getting any younger kids please make the time slow down yeah, it's it's odd with that really actually just mm. just speaking about wanting time to slow down it has felt like it's suddenly caught up and all of a sudden everything <laughs> is is passing by and you think hold on a minute just because yeah. the world's getting back to some formal normality yeah. doesn't mean everything has to be a, a, a rush all of a sudden it's like no calm down <laughs> yeah and just makes you think of how many people are going to burn out mm. so quickly um don't think I've ever left the burnout stage as a self-employed musician. What do you mean? There's an off. What do you mean? That doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. I know the feeling. I'm I'm still feeling that that way now. I mean, I was during the uh, the height of COVID. Um, mm. I was delivering shopping for Tesco. I'd gone back mm. to that line of work, so it was consistent work. I mean, it was every day was like Christmas Day. It was just constant work all the time, and I was exhausted. And since then, I don't feel like I've caught up. I still feel mm. like I've got no energy. 
I mean, I've changed jobs like three or four times since then because I have a habit of doing so. Um, I can't stay in one place. Uh, but yeah, I don't feel like I've, I've caught up at all. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm just dragging my knuckles, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how, how have you felt? Because you've not been at work. Yeah, I know. Um, well, it's been pretty bad, actually, to be honest. You know, I, I imagine for most it's been quite, you know, obviously depressing and a bit, you know, everyone's kind of unsure of what's happening and and then just as one thing starts to starts to pass maybe starts to look up and then obviously what's going on in the world right now with Ukraine and Russia and everything and it's I don't know I just think for everyone it's been it's been hard you know and obviously for people that have either struggled to get work or have been unemployed or, or whatever it might be might be sick or whatever you know obviously it's been harder but um I guess with some people like me you know obviously uh, while I've been unemployed, I haven't been out much regardless. So obviously being in lockdown wasn't too hard, you know, yeah. and obviously in the internet age, we're able to obviously talk with friends or whatever, you know, we, we played a lot of FIFA or whatever it might be and mm-hmm. chatting on Xbox or, or doing something like this. Um, so, you know, obviously there's been harder times as there has been for everyone, but, you know, we've, we've slogged through it. We've done all right and came through the other end and, here we go, you know, I, things are looking up, although obviously, you know, as I said, the world's a bit shit at the moment again, but mm. yeah, we seem to be on a, on a positive path at least. So <laughs> I just think, mate, it, it could be worse. You could be sitting in a, a shit flat in Essex and I'll be, <laughs> taking, I'll be taking down exactly. the seafront later on. So <laughs> Get chips on the seafront. Chip yeah. advisor for Essex and yeah. the world, a bit shit. I'll take, I'll take him for a stick of rock later on, he'll be fine. Oh yeah. Oh, I love rock. I love a stick of rock. That sounds. Uh, don't edit that. I love a stick of rock. That's Leak. the other soundbite as well. Yeah, yeah. You knew it. Annabelle on today's podcast. Stick of rock. A bit of rock. <laughs> <laughs> she kept going on about hard, tasty rock. Hard, tasty seaside rock. Good old fashioned rock. Oh yes, please. Can we, we use that as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who knew? We'd, we'd have a, a guest that could just give us everything we need now. This yeah. is it. We, we, we saw it. This is it. You've maxed out now. Pack, pack <laughs> it in after this. That's it. We can all um, go home and die. <laughs> just as positive as I am. Yeah. yeah. Who, who'd have thought it, mate? See? <laughs> Something on my level, finally. Yeah. <laughs> um, with regards to the, 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 the COVID conversation, mm-hmm. for yourself, I know obviously it stopped everyone touring anyway and and essentially fucks the music industry yes um what was it like for yourself because from what i from what i was ascertaining with with val it it seemed like a a newer a newer band really as opposed to Mm -hmm. say um a long-term overly established band so did you feel it 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 hit val harder than it might have done say for for a bigger band Mm -hmm. or well everything just felt royally and totally fucked mm. <laughs> I mean there's no light away but I mean from a personal perspective um of that conversation I said at the beginning about finally mm. getting to where you want to be and so this time um so Vale we actually sort of started in 2017 but we didn't actually release anything till last year there was a lot of lineup changes and a lot of so there's so much that goes into a, a band that people don't think about like yeah. the aside from writing the music then you've got someone to produce it then you've got to sort out the actual physical merchandise and you've got to sort out the logistics of the finances and you've got to sort out any contract stuff for any sort of um right gotta get merch printed who's who's gonna be the bastard that delivers it and which is me sitting underneath my desk right now and there's so many pieces to putting out a release and it, it did definitely delay us massively and it was a hard time to think oh okay I finally sorted my shit out here we go music career is about to start off and then grounded with um no touring which is where we make our money um touring is where musicians make their money basically everyone's a t-shirt salesman and I joined Cradle at the end of 2019 and didn't get my announcement until last year because of COVID so I was like things looking up here we go I've got years of touring ahead excellent and obviously that didn't happen so it felt like my whole world had been um put on hold and as 
you know, as egotistical as it sounds, I sort of went into that stage of, did I do something wrong? Am I being <laughs> punished? Is this all happening because of me? Like you, <laughs> you sort of start questioning yourself and your life. And um, I tried so hard, <laughs> so far. It's that feeling of something being so close and then so far. And um, of course, musicians being off the road, then we have to find other means of earning money, if at all. So you can't do the thing you love or the thing you want to pursue because you're too busy trying to survive. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I feel kind of fortunate, really, that I'm um, just your average worker, really, and I've been able to chop and change jobs so much. Uh, I mean, at first, during during that time frame of everyone being out of work or the world shutting down, I was still mm-hmm. working, and people were talking to me, you know, as I, as I was delivering shopping, like, oh, you're lucky you're still at work. Well, I got to watch them in, in like, the hot you know, <laughs> March, March weather in their fucking yeah, pool yeah. in their garden, and I'm standing there just, just sweating with groceries, and I'm like... Yeah, great, fantastic. <laughs> you know, but after a long time of thinking about it, I am grateful that I was still working. Mm. Um, because I feel if I hadn't been, I don't know what I'd be doing now, in all honesty. I, I think I would have just given up, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I was going through stuff anyway for myself, like personal stuff, um, mm. during that whole time frame. Um, so, I'm, 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 I mean, I am lucky. I'm not lucky that I've changed jobs so much, but I'm lucky to be where I am and what I'm doing and, and things are sort of evening themselves out. So I shouldn't moan too much. That's such a British uh, ending. I shouldn't moan. Can't complain. Can't complain. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking knees up in a minute. So <laughs> 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 but, but no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's good to think like the world's getting back on track now and, and things start to be picking up for everyone. Um, a lot of the bands, obviously, that I, I follow and, 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 and comedians that I follow and all the rest of it, everyone seems to be getting tour dates back out there and, mm. uh, and getting things in motion. I mean, have you got anything like that planned for, you, for yourself with Vale? Or are you on that track yet? Or are you still sort of taking uh, baby steps again almost to get back to that point? Yeah, it's been silent for a long time because now that touring's picked up, obviously, Charles is now out with Mayhem. Mm. So it's sort of... Uh, it's great but it could also be detrimental when everyone sort of has other bands and such to do but now that's picking up they're off doing that and it's like ah bollocks we had three years and we didn't do anything Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> but the st- stuff is 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 in process at the moment um i'm writing lyrics and okay materials in the works the new chapter the theme is set um let's wait for charles to bloody i was actually going to go to the netherlands just to be like sorry i'm gonna go and write mm. but then um lockdown in the netherlands occurred so yeah that's i think that's being in different countries that sort of um is slowing things down a bit yeah at the moment because of the restrictions across europe um well obviously uh, both charles and frank live in the netherlands so to be able to rehearse and be able to go over and do stuff is not possible right now which is frustrating um, but hopefully I can get myself in gear and things will start happening soon. Fingers crossed. I hope. Well, we need to get <laughs> enough material for a full set. We've got three songs, for goodness sake. I mean, that's a, that's not exactly a corker of a night. No, you could do three long songs. Yeah, three long. I'll, we'll slow them down by half. <laughs> do it in the style of contemporary jazz and just whittle on. Yeah, great. Cool. We'll do that. There you go. See, <laughs> solved. Problem solved. Bada bing, bada boom. See, you come here and get ideas. There you go. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Oh, God. Just it sounds like everything. So everything's getting back on track for yourself, but baby steps. Just, yeah. just baby steps and, and taking time. But... Sorry, too slowly. Too slowly. Well, everything's going too quickly, but too slow. I mean, work that one out. It's really <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> it's like, oh, the world's, okay, the world's getting back. But I'm so dubious because I'm like, right okay what's it going to be next oh there's a war okay cool okay what's next oh who, who had alien invasion on their 2022 bingo card <laughs> anything as a as, as a particular um rock artist or jazz artist once said to me everything is possible, everything is possible. Mr. Mr john porter said that to me out of the blue randomly and i was like <laughs> it's fucking true everything is possible yeah. i'm living by that rule now yeah. yeah. Thanks, John Porter. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm not phased by anything. I'm just like, yeah, cool. I yeah. think that attitude's developing with everyone, though, to be honest. Yeah. I think everyone seems like they're, they're not fussed. 
No. It's like every it's a take it or leave it world. Everyone's like, eh, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. Bring it on. Oh, it's the plague back. Yep, okay, cool. <laughs> you've said it now, you know, you've put that out into the ether, you realise oh, that. Yeah, well, that was a thing. They found a confirmed case. I can't remember what type of plague it was, because there's multiple. Uh I didn't know that. Yeah, there's bubonic, pneumonic, and another one I can never remember. <laughs> Probably because it's not as gory. But yeah, there are I think there are three types of plague. Um, other than that, but yeah, there was a confirmed case. I think it was somewhere in Asia. So everyone was like, "Oh, here we go, here we bloody go." I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, around the um, the corner from me is a ho- well, not around five minute drive is a hospital, and um, across it is like a play park, um, got a skate park, and the council is not allowed to dig it up okay. because there are loads of plague bodies buried under there. It's a little morbid, but okay, yeah, fair enough. It's great. And then there's always like swarms of crows around the hospital in this park. And I'm like, whoa, man, that's intense. Do you know what? They're always thinking I was the only one with a penchant for the darkness. Yeah. Quite obviously not. (laughs) What do you think everywhere is sort of a graveyard? Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, it is. And I often think of... Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but buried your pet in the garden. Like my my budgie, dead budgies in the garden. Two of them now. That sounds really ominous. They they died. I didn't just bury them in the garden. <laughs> Thinking like, what's happened if I move house? Like, do I have oh, to yeah. pick them up and take them with me? But that feels wrong. But I don't want to leave them here. So does that mean everyone's gardens may or may not have previous That's... owners' deceased pets? Discuss. You know what? It's something I thought about once before. I used to have budgies a long time ago, and Correct. my uh, my nan and granddad took care of them. They, for some reason, my nan wanted them. Uh, she took care of them. When the budgies died, mm. the first budgie, Georgie, because mm. you know, classic. Yeah, I know, little, little yellow Georgie. Um, my granddad made him a handmade coffin. Correct. Correct. It's like it was like, what are you doing? And he buried him in the garden, but he made a coffin with a black on it. A little budgie-sized coffin. And I said, well, what are you going to do if you move? He went, oh, I won't be moving. It was like, I'll be in there soon. And I was like, fucking hell, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Granddad. Like, he's in the garden. I was like, are you in the garden? Yeah, he's picking up Granddad. <laughs> I, was like, to move. I was like, what? what's going on? What are you, where are you going to take them? He went, I would just leave them there. And I was like, is that what you've done? You know, throughout your life, you just left your, your buried pets. He was like, yeah, we, we always buried pets. Like, back back in the good old days. I was like, yeah. what? You know what I mean? Is your garden a pet cemetery <laughs> now, now i'm starting to wonder shit I, I don't want to go back to my dad's house we've got there's a 110 foot garden there wow yeah i know that's 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 a lot of dead animals yeah that's what i don't know what's buried under there actually i'm gonna ask him i see him yeah. Yeah, start digging yeah we'll, we'll be popping around there later on so i'm gonna ask him like that yeah we'll bring it up on the next yeah. pod yeah we'll bring it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow yeah. up <laughs> next time on yeah. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> is your garden a cemetery <laughs> oh my the god the answer is probably yes we, we went from starting on a really like nice note to dark to dark to oh, yeah. pet cemetery <laughs> we've, we've we've gone downhill I, I, I love this this is great everything else has been cheery up to this point it's like, oh what do you do as a career oh really such and such oh by the way yeah dead pets <laughs> British way. It is. It, is. it really is. Well, I mean, some of us have a penchant for the macabre. So yeah, we're very. I, I love the British dark humour. Yes. I absolutely love Blackadder, Red mm. Dwarf. Uh, it's that very sort of biting, cold, sarcastic. It's just utterly British. If you like that, you want to spend an hour with him. Is that, <laughs> is that his review on TripAdvisor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is I tell you, I've got a little black book I pull out and I just jot down facts about people. I'm like, Jason, nah, fuck it. Nah, nah fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, keep that Thanks, one. Keep that yeah, one. Yeah, nice oh. one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you expect any less? No, 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 no. No, no exactly. Like, you know what it's like, like when I was ill and you were like, yeah, would you want to slap on the back? Oh, yeah, sorry. He, when he, he, got, he, he caught COVID. Oh. Christmas. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, he, Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, I was all right for Christmas, but it was New Year's that I was messed up for. But I was right. like kind of bedridden, horrible. But yeah, oh. but yeah, Dan picked me up by being like, "Wife, what do you want? Like what? Pat on the back? Yeah, you want a pat on the back? Well, come on, get out of bed, you cunt." Like, <laughs> that is the Thanks. most British response I've seen yeah. that so many times throughout my years of just someone sobbing their eyes out and uh-huh. someone slapping on the slapping on the back and going, "Cheer up, you silly cunt!" Yeah. Like, it's the most oddly. 
<laughs> it kind of worked. I was <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, all right. Uh, all right, I'll jump yeah, right, on mate. Yeah, go on then. Stick the kettle on. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, but it's the right thing to do. When I when I was growing up, and I was I was fa- fairly unwell as a child, so I um I really yes, I suffered after I I, I caught. Well, I don't know if you catch it or not, or how it comes about. I had viral arthritis, so from the oh, age of like what? five to sixty. Yeah, I know it's really random. Um, I'm going to segue into a whole different conversation now from dead dead pets to, to illnesses. Um, <laughs> When I was a kid, I came out of school and I was really unwell. Um, at first, they thought I had meningitis. So I had some right, weird, right. like, cut on my face. And, and my mum took me to hospital and said, it doesn't look right. And I came up with these, like, big purple blotches everywhere. Okay. Uh, and they did the right. old glass test, you know, all the old yeah, stuff. Yeah. Where you've got all the skin and all that stuff. Um, and mum said, we need to rush you to the hospital. So I went and they pumped me full of medication. I was like, you definitely got meningitis. Definitely got meningitis. Doctor comes in about an hour later. He doesn't have meningitis. It was like, well, what if you just pumped his stomach? What medication yeah. have you given him? You know, what, what is this? And then, oh, he's actually got arthritis. And it was like, sorry, what? He was like, what, five years old? And he's like, yeah, kids of age, you know, kids can be born with it. Um, but it is. It was, it was mental. I just suddenly, like, developed that. And it was like, what? What is this? Madness? Yeah. Like an old man. Well, I felt like Benjamin Button. <laughs> viral? I didn't know. You, I didn't know it could be viral. I didn't know. Apparently, you, you have it everywhere. I don't, you know, wow. I don't know how that works. I've, I've okay. like, what is going on? Oh, well, I was a sickly child too, but I, I didn't have viral arthritis. Right, it sounds like a, a cool, cool metal band name. Viral arthritis. Yeah, it's right in the black metal logo. So, who else here was a sickly child? <laughs> He's still a sickly child. Yeah, Bless yeah, him. yeah. yeah. My spoonfuls of cowpaw every day. Oh. <laughs> How was, was the tits? Wasn't it just? My goodness. Oh. I love that stuff. I'm not well. Oh, it feels like you're fine. Oh, give me cow pole. Yeah. <laughs> Do they still really... sell it? Yeah, I think so. I've got to get you some. I remember finding sweets. <laughs> finding sweets a few years back that tasted exactly like cow pole, and I can't remember what the sweets were. Well, they can't have been that like, good. What? Did you take them for a stranger? Yeah, it wasn't quite cow. Yeah. It was close. Stranger oh, yeah, that's a good point. I lost a week after that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Just like cowpole. Yeah. Just like cowpole. Yes, you can buy it still, though. And uh, there's a, a cheap version called... Um, it, it, it sounds terrible. I'm sure it's like... Pole it, it's, called, it's called Pedopede or something like that. Oh, it looks God. like Pedo oh, and, and Pede. Oh, oh, I was no. like, oh, God. We, oh. we have it somewhere here. I don't know where it is. If I, if I knew where it was, I'd grab it. And, that's, and That's the problem with pediatrics and stuff, isn't yeah, it? Every, every medicine that comes out under that like, name, it's like, it just sounds wrong. It feels wrong. It's like, oh, yeah. no. Like, oh. There was like a banana version as well, wasn't it? It wasn't quite cowpole, but it was similar. Oh, yeah. There was an, an orange one at one point. Yes. Ooh. Which yeah, I, I was upset about. I didn't. I was not okay with that. <laughs> what? Well, why not? What was? What was wrong with orange? Yeah. Team strawberry. Fuck <laughs> right, this podcast is done. I'm gone. <laughs> Strawberry's <laughs> the best, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, like, one. it's like all the red sweets, all the pink sweets, strawberry and raspberry, cherry yeah, as well. I, yeah, I go for the red sweets. Yeah. Like a vampire. Like a vampire to match to match with the the red the reddish hair. There you See, go. Red it track. all started when I was young. It's this. It's one long, urgent uh, story of sadism and uh... <laughs> sadism. Strawberry chewits. Yeah, there you yeah. go. It, it, all, it all adds up. That's what we're naming the episode. Probably. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. That's that's the perfect yeah. title. I we can we can match everything else. That is fantastic. We've got animals there to say to someone's strawberry chips. That sounds like a great metal song. I could I could hear that growl. Sadism and strawberry chips. <laughs> just just keep going over it in your mind. I, Little I, mantra every there. now and then. <laughs> there you go. Oh. I don't know why Mr. Blobby's popped in, but he's there. He's, he's bought the cow pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh my god, that's a fucking nightmare fuel, Mr. Blobby. Just with his like. Do a little bottle side to side. Yeah. Little was... bottles, that'd be two. Sorry, sorry yeah. I thought you had Jeremy Beadle hands for a second. Sorry. I, I forgot who I was. I was in character. Yeah. I'll let you know if that haunts my dreams tonight. You get like a message from me at three in the morning going, <laughs> What did you do? Why did you mention it? <laughs> Why did you mention that is a dead. Budgie in the fucking garden. <laughs> it's just a tra- traumatic series of events. <laughs> I, I apologise. 
that's what I'm going to name my autobiography, a traumatic series of events. Can I write the foreword? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I spoke to her once. And that's all I needed to know. Uh, <laughs> I'll just start. It's a dead bodies, question mark. Carry on. Are there dead bodies in your garden? Discuss. <laughs> It's a good to- it's a good topic to discuss. I just realised I I digressed like terribly because I was talking about mums and dads and the way they they treat you and then went into having viral arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I brought it up is because you said that I gave you a very negative response when you said you had COVID, well, and you I was kind of like, was, "Well, fuck you." You, know, you, know, you were you were like, it. "What?" Yeah, well, my mum and dad were the same. My mum and dad were lovely. And my mum was, oh, you know, I have no shame in saying it. I was very much a mummy's boy growing up. You know, you, you, it's, it's part and parcel of it. But there were points where I said, mum, I, I'm not well on this. And she went, oh, okay. Little pat on the head. I went, I really don't give a fuck today. And it was like, oh, mum. I was like, well, that's a bit out of order. I was like, what's that about? So I'm sorry, but it's been bred. In yeah, 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 like, that's all right. You know, my dad used to come over from work after like a 48 or 48-hour day, or two days, let's just say. He would be zonked, and I'd be like, Dad, I'm not well. And he'd be like, so fucking what? As he eats his beans and toast, you know, <laughs> late at night. It, that, that be, that's, that's love, mate. So I'm yeah. sorry, but I'm giving you what helped me yeah, get to this point. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it picked me up. Oh I was like, all right, yeah, you know what? Go on then. I'll give you a bit of my time. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'll crawl out my pit. You're here now. Yeah. This is what it's about. <laughs> this is In what way, What way did you have COVID? Like, what were your sort of symptoms? Did you get it quite um, severely? So it wasn't severe. It was, I would put it on par with probably the worst flu I've had. Maybe a little extra. Um, really sore throat, throbbing head, um, just really lethargic. Just just kind of no interest in doing anything. I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to watch movies. I didn't really want to chat to people. Um, I'm a gamer. I like, you know, playing games, playing, me and Dan play FIFA all the time. I didn't want to do that. Just, just really just sort of burnt out. Um, but like, yeah, just the sweats and yeah, just lethargic. It was just like a really bad flu, like a really bad flu. Um, it lasted, I don't know, about 10 days and I started getting better and then I, and then I got another cough and I had a really bad throat and I was just coughing at everything and I was like, oh no. And then it was like, I was worried about being like, cause I obviously started negative tests and stuff and it was like, right, okay, I'm, I'm definitely over it now. But then I start coughing all over the place and I'm like trying to cover myself up while I'm coughing. And obviously I didn't go out during that time just in case, but I felt really bad for the family because it was like, oh no, is everyone else going to get sick? Um, I think we all, my household, I think we all did have COVID at that time. But I would say I was probably hit with it the hardest. But yeah, um, but since I've been all right and I feel like now I've probably got some some natural antibodies and stuff on top of whatever else and... uh, yeah, I think I don't think I'm going to get that again. Well, I hope I don't get that again. Can I wouldn't I wish that upon anyone. Honestly. I have a question to ask. Yeah, I couldn't help. May, but I, think, I, may I? Look at me after you. After me, I didn't know what's going on anymore. All I heard was a hubbub of electricity go just then. I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, no. We're back in the room. No, I was just going <laughs> to ask you, like, if, if I may, um, <laughs> if if at all it affected you mentally, because people talk a lot about the physical sort of symptoms of COVID and how that affected them, but not so much on the the mental side i mean um not so much really um a couple of years ago i fell into a really bad depression and um i quit smoking i quit smoking weed i was smoking weed quite a bit at that time um at the the time as well i quit drinking coffee um Mm. because i was getting really bad heartburn and stuff so i was like right i'll I'll cut the coffee out so i just went cold turkey on everything so i stopped smoking so i was an aggy little shit and I stopped drinking coffee. So I was like, still you know, is. yeah, well, I still am. But <laughs> um, So I, was, I moved on to tea. I, I quickly went back to the coffee because it was like the, the heartburn was happening regardless. It was like, I'm right. not staying away from coffee. Coffee's too important. Um, but it was like, Agreed. I quit smoking weed because it started to affect me mentally. Right. And uh, downward spirals of... Mm non-stop thinking about death and like you know oh god life is fleeting and that and it's like god mate you're in your 20s calm down like fucking mm-hmm. hell um but I think because I I recently had that and it lasted so long and I overcame that mm. um that the the mental effects of having covid and kind of being locked in my room for however many days um it wasn't really that bad I think I think I was too spaced to be depressed about it 
you know what I mean? I was just too burnt out and too just, oh, I can't, you know, fuck this. I can't be bothered. I don't feel well. Give me some soup. Um, yeah, so I don't really think it hit me uh, in a mental way as much as it might have other people. Um, yeah, I wish I had more to say about that, really. But, yeah, no, it didn't really affect me in that way. And so I feel quite... I guess that's a positive, I guess, to take from that, the whole thing, you know. And since, like, uh, I know people, like, talk about long COVID and things like that, Mm. and it affected the lungs afterwards and stuff. I was a bit wheezy, but then I started taking this inhaler that helps open up the airways and stuff, and the wheeze disappeared. So, um, yeah, I don't really feel like I'm feeling any long-term effects from it either. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's all right. I feel like I've completely overcame that, which is which is lucky. That's great. And it's, I guess, in some ways, going through what you did before prepared you a bit for, yeah. for now. Yeah, I guess so. Um, have you, did you at any point get COVID or were around anyone that had coronavirus um, or anything like that? Surprisingly not, which mm. I am very alarmed about. I'm like, how mm. has this happened? How have I, how am I okay? I think um, some people may just have an overall natural immunity on top of any vaccinations or anything you may have received or whatever. I think some people are just naturally, you know, oh, some people just system, don't get colds. Well, you know? well, my immune system is shit. So <laughs> like, so I'm really like no one in my house. I was got it. Um, we didn't get it on tour. That was in America. So if we were going to get it, yeah. yeah, that just makes me fear. It's going to be something so like innocent. Like I'm going to one day fancy an ice cream and pop to Tesco for a Magnum and that will be it. after three years i think another thing that might have been a positive is obviously i got it around the omicron stage right so i think obviously potentially other variations were potentially more dangerous for people so i think obviously i caught it at that stage where it was like this seems to be the easiest to deal with Mm. the the more transmit the transmissible variant but less in terms of um symptoms and potential risk um and I think that that's kind of where we're heading. Hopefully, any future variants or anything like that are going to be more diluted and kind of, you know, your body's going to be able to deal with it a bit better. Um, and I think it is something that we are going to have to learn to live with. Yeah. So, I do feel it's inevitable that I will just get it at some point. Yeah, but hopefully it's just like a cold at that yeah. point. And it's just something that you're, you're a couple of days and then you're better and, you know, fingers crossed, yeah. obviously. But yeah, well fat chance with me that's it I'm down for the count for I'm really prone to like chest infections and such Mm. worst thing for a vocalist yeah Um, of course so obviously COVID is terrifying anything that affects your breathing your lungs is just well it's game over really because lung capacity once if you lose lung capacity that's it gone you cannot regain lung capacity yeah you can increase stamina Mm -hmm. but physically that's gone so there's always that fear about anything respiratory um could be potentially damaging for my career yeah that's the thing the vocals for you your bread and butter really that's yeah that's that's what you're doing so to have that stripped or taken away from you or diminished in some sense it's, yeah it's it's ridiculous so i imagine that does uh you know it does make you frightened a little bit for for what yeah happen or possibilities to yeah. um to touch on what you were saying beforehand you know about how you felt as well uh with with covid and, and all the things leading up to it um with yourself obviously you said you, you hadn't caught it i was the same and i was worried you know ridiculously mm. because i was going in and out of people's homes yeah. so when i first went back to delivering shopping again I, I was like right what are we doing here is it gloves is it hand gel is it masks and everyone took the piss because no none of the drivers wanted really wanted to wear anything and at the time frame, my mum was still here. So I was coming home and like all my clothes were being sterilised because her immune system was completely shot. Mm-hmm. So I've got like a stage four cancer patient at home. And I thought, and, and at the time, my, my partner was um, still with child, if you like. Right. So I was thinking, shit, I need to protect. Not everyone, you yeah. know, not just everyone, but I've got, I've got you know, someone at the, the, the latter stage of their life and then, the, the yeah. almost creation of new life there and it's like i'm right smack in the middle and i don't know how to handle it so i'd get to work and it's like clean hands mm-hmm. and then put gloves on and then they're like oh by the way you're fucking smearing stuff all over your hands it doesn't matter the gloves don't work all right take the gloves off make sure i clean hands all day i had you know big big rashes and all oh, my skin was terrible uh everything was terrible the amount of washing all the time 
your clothes were damaged. I thought, what is going on? I don't really know how I haven't called it mm. and why I haven't called it because I've been in everyone else's homes and people are you know coughing and spluttering and everything else. And, they, you know, I think they're not probably then, washing their hands as much as they I am. People talking about asymptomatic spread and stuff. Yeah, I got it, but it's not affecting me. And, you know, and well, I am. Um, I went into a, a, a lady's home and I took in about six or seven trays of shopping. So as you do, and a little kid is like climbing, like climbing all over the, the the baskets, and I'm like, oh, don't touch those, mate. You know, just in case, because I don't know. I mean, I know they're clean, but I, I don't know how clean they are. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And it's like it might be fine if I'm okay and you're okay. But what if the little one gets it and something happens? And I was thinking about that all day. Is like I couldn't get it off my mind. Every day I went to work, it wasn't just like right, go there, deliver shopping, go home. It was like. I'm going to spread it to someone today and I don't know that I've got it. And I thought, oh, here we go. And every moment I got in, the fear factor was set upon me because of what was happening with, with, with mum. And I thought, oh, my God, I, I really don't know what, what to do. And she was casual about it. Out of everyone else, she was like, I don't, I don't fucking worry about it. It's OK. She was like, I'm already ill. I was like, yeah, OK, that's a nice way of looking at it, mum. But I still got to try, you know, but it's weird how it, it makes you feel. So if anything, the mental side of it affected you more. Oh, it I did me, no, and I had it bad. Um, um, I couldn't lie; but, I was fucked. But obviously, with you being around people so often, in and out of strangers' homes, you know, I do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously, so often every day, yeah. And you had that weighing on your mind, and obviously everything with your mum and um, with baby and everything. Um, yeah, definitely, it definitely played on your mental strength like a lot more than it would have played on mine. Um, um, so that's interesting, actually, like to think about that. I haven't really spoken about it that much, to be honest, because we had other stuff going on anyway. Um, yeah, so much went on. You know, you you definitely yeah. had a period of time where it was like everything was like slapping down in the face, you know, which was horrible. And to be a good mate of yours and to obviously, you know, I live so far away from Dan. So it's just passing conversation on, you know, social media or on Xbox or whatever. Mm. And, you know, it, it was obviously it was hard to, to not to watch first. Well, I was watching, I guess, in a weird way, um, what was happening to you, you know, and everything that was going on, and feeling a bit useless, you know, and just how the only thing I could do was really offer you an ear and just yeah, like, mate, sometimes, you know, man, vent to me if you need, you know, an ear's all you need sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why we're doing the podcast. Um, I know. I think I explained previously to you that that I'd, I'd done it beforehand, but uh, I um I stopped doing it because I was working, I was busy, and all the rest of it. But I was graciously given a moment of of, uh, of time to go on Stoke the Fire podcast with Matt Stocks and Jesse Leach. So uh, it was after my mum died, and I was going through a, a bit of a transitional period because I've started to navigate being a dad and mm. still trying to look after everyone else. And in all honesty, my my mental state was extremely fragile. And I've been strong, you know, through most things. We dealt with a lot of death in the family over the years, so it's not something that's uncommon. But to lose a parent and then become a parent within 15 days of each other mm. and to be thrust back into work and think, I really don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to go off the deep end here. This is it. Um, I was listening. That's when I started to really listen to podcasts again. And I was loving hearing all these different conversations and people like, you know, saying, oh, yeah, I feel like shit. Or, oh, I'm extremely happy, or I'm this and that. And I thought, well, yeah, I'm being carried away a little bit here. I don't feel like I'm as negative as I as I have been, uh, you know. And then to be given the chance to to come on and, and and tell quite an open and personal story about it really reinvigorate the fire in me to want to chat to people again because I'm naturally somewhat of a conversationalist. I love to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have that fire started in my belly again was nice. And I've been ever grateful to Matt and Jesse for that. Uh, and, and Matt knows that anyway. He, uh, I've told him many times and um, I'll, uh, I'll return the favour someday and have him on. But uh, I'm, I'm just glad that I, I had that and it helped steady the ship. Yeah. I think it was it was within minutes, wasn't it? Within minutes of you getting off the podcast with that. Uh, I can't remember if you called or you left a voice message or whatever, but you were like, mate, I feel fucking great. Like, <laughs> I feel great. It was a great chat we need to do something like this. Let's, you, you know how you want us to do that podcast? Let's just do it. Let's yeah. just get it done. You know, Moment I feel euphoria. great. That was, that was <laughs> awesome. Like, 
you know, I haven't opened up like that with anyone properly yet, actually, you know, and it was, it was really, you know, it was really nice. And you just kind of, there was a moment on there, you know, definitely. There was a moment on the, uh, the podcast and I watched, I watched the video back and, uh, yeah, I watched the video actually when I watched it, when it was uploaded. (laughs) Jesse, it was uploaded a few months later, was it? it was quite yeah, it was it was it was some some time um, uh, some time after, yeah, because they, they had such a backlog of, uh, of episodes to get out. But there's a point where Jesse's talking to me, and he was like, "Your whole aura's changed from the way you started the conversation to how you are now." And it was like, "You've got there's a glow about you." And I sat back and thought about it all the time. I want to be able to give people that opportunity. I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, who am I? I'm just <laughs> someone that lives yeah. in Essex who repairs watches. But if you lend an ear, like you said, um, oh, you can, you know, you can give someone a conversation an hour out of their day. You, know, you don't know how people are feeling. So if you can give them an hour out of your day and they get an opportunity just to have a laugh, um, which is what we spoke about in the, the last podcast with Stu. Yeah. You give people that that space and time and all of a sudden you, you, it's so much more beneficial for them. I mean, like today. And for, and for us. And, and for because us. Like, oh, you know, like I've, I've said to you uh, after each of our podcast recordings, I, I've came off of it and it's, I got an adrenaline <laughs> buzz and I'm like, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. You know, I feel invigorated and ready to take on the rest of the day, you know. And yeah, it's nice. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, how, how do you feel with that sort of stuff? Because obviously you you get to you get to be on stage anyway. So you get to be in front of people and doing something in front of people. But you feel that way when you're having conversation with people or, or having one-on-ones like this, or, or, or for want of a better word, two-on-ones. I didn't really didn't want to say it that way, but <laughs> there's no that. other way of saying that. That's another sound clip. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I mean, I'm a filthy, filthy extrovert. So I'm just like sucking the life out of you both right now. Like, yes. <laughs> feed me your life force um I absolutely love talking to people that like you both say it invigorates me mm. and there's something I don't know what it is that we sort of just forget that other people are human like they just they seem like these distant blobs or things online or these things that we see in the street rather than living breathing people with stories with yeah. feelings with problems with joys with hopes and dreams and when you take the time to sit and connect with everyone around you, you suddenly realize how incestuous the whole world is. Like we all know, we all know someone, we all know something we've all. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We're all learning from each other all the time. And like I said in the beginning, we're not in this life together. And I don't think anyone should pretend that they know what they're doing. <laughs> because let's be honest. Do you guys know what you're doing in life? Cause I have no idea. I'll I have no idea. <laughs> I have been asking myself that question since I was about 12 years old yeah. and I'm 30 now and I've sat back and I've, I've called Jason and said, mate, I honestly, what, what the fuck am I doing? What is existence? Yeah. Please, exactly. please tell me what it is I'm doing. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know. ask to be born. Like, someone, uh, it was a psychologist that once told me life is like walking into a cinema screening and the film's already started. So you, you're thrust in, the film started, you don't know what's going on, you're turning to the people next to you going, what's going on? What's happening? And they're going, shh, just watch the film, just watch the film. And then you leave before the film has ended and that yeah. cycle goes on. And it, it is sort of like that. I, we are, and I think my aunt, um, slight segue, but she always holds on to things, like the small things. Mm. There's something I've learned as I've gotten older. Gotten older, I said, I'm in my 20s. So I've gotten older. Um is that you need to have faith in something, whether that be a God, music, your podcasts. Mm. We have to, as humans, having something to hold on to is so important. And my aunt always says to me, she says, do you know what I find incredible above all things? She says, I'm someone's best friend. There is someone on this planet that sees me as their best friend. Out of everyone on this world, I'm their best friend. And that's just incredible. And when you think about that, you're like, that is pretty insane as a concept. Of, it is. Yeah. You know, sometimes you lose, you lose um, a grip on how we should probably feel about other people um, mm. or, or those, those things we consider minor, I guess. Uh, you don't really think about it in the way you should do. Um, and you're right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a mad concept to think, you know, someone's favourite creature of the earth. You know, you are you are someone they confide in. You you are someone's counterpart in yeah. some ways. Um, yeah, you know, it's it, 
it's not me back that one really i don't often <laughs> I, try and, I try and be that type of person I've, I've tried to be an ear or or, or uh dependable for for people and um whoever it is uh whichever walk of life they're in you know whatever i'm, I'm always i'm always there um but i lost track of that some time ago mm. And I feel since doing this and, and becoming a dad and that I'm, I'm really regaining that, that type of mentality uh, that I felt I wasn't going to get back again. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredible to have it, uh, you know, to have it again. I mean, look at us. We, even when we don't know each other and the conversations I've had with you up until now have been, they've been lovely. It's all fun and everything else. And I could speak, I think I feel like I've spoken to you like I know you. Yeah, same. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. Like, it's so easy just to talk to someone like a human being. Yeah. No, it's it's true. It, it, you know that that lost art of conversation. Um, it's it's still yeah. there. It's within everyone else. We've we've all got it. It's whether we choose to use it in the yeah. right manner, I guess. We all have. There's always something we can all talk. Okay. We all shit. We all fart. We all need to eat food. We all breathe. And these are just basic things that we can connect with with every yeah. person. I think I've started talking to people about the most random things. Like, oh, yeah, odd coloured socks. <laughs> and that's it. That's a way into someone because mm. they realise, yeah, it's just something people do. Like, yeah, odd socks, man. Yeah. Friends for life, odd socks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Um, you're right. There is you know, all these different ways of, of, of having ins, I guess, the conversations. I think I learned to be that way because of my old man. Right. He works in the film and TV industry. Okay. So he's always, you know, for want of a better way of saying it, he's always been around, say, people we, we consider celebrities, mm. whether they are or not, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it depends on what OK Magazine says, I guess. Um, but uh, he's always been around those types of people. And I never once saw him sort of bat an eyelid. He was just like, yeah, all right, hand out. Hello, how are you? And gets talking about the most normal things. And I, I witnessed it growing up and I thought, it's like a fucking magician. Like, <laughs> these are people we put on a pedestal and then someone else would be shaky around this person and, and not know what to say. Um, a bit like a bowl of jelly. Like yeah, when you talk I'm, to I'm me. Like I'm yeah. like um, I'm, I'm less... I know you feel, you yeah. feel that when you talk to me. Oh, yeah. I just worship <laughs> you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, you liked it. Um, Saving that one for later. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right. Anyway, oh, did you, 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 you segue somewhere else. Um, but but no, I would say, what should my old man do it so much? And I thought I'd love to be like that when I when I grow up and be that way with anybody. You know, there's um a time that I'll always remember when my dad's mum was ill. Uh, my dad was working on the world is not enough. With, uh, is it world is not enough? Pierce Brosnan, James Bond. Um. I believe that was a Pierce Brosnan and James Bond. Yeah. I don't watch James Bond films. Well, my dad was... Uh, yeah. oh, Overrated. Oh, I'll just, just talk to myself about it. It's fine. Oh, that, one was, no, no, that, one just, that, that one was the best one because you're an old man. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, because yeah. my dad's involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, he, he was on set uh, and he was going through a time when my, my nan was very, very, very ill. Um, uh, I think she'd, she'd had cancer and then... He didn't so much go into remission, but she she got well again, and then it came back right. with, with vengeance. So he he was dealing with that. My dad's not. My dad wasn't the type of man mm-hmm. to show emotion. Right. He is now. He's, mm-hmm. he's totally dope, totally totally different. Um, and I'm learning more from him now than I ever have. Uh, but there was a, por- a period where he was obviously dealing with stuff on set and all the mm-hmm. rest of it, and he he got speaking to uh, to Pierce Brosnan, and I think at the time his mum was going through right stuff. And dad said he, I think he'd, he'd gone to have the uh, Pierce Brosnan had gone to have a shower or something. So he's all messy, he's all this. And he pulls my dad into a separate room and he gets this photo out, this A4 photo I've still got. Um, he signs it to my nan, a really like personal message. And he got chatting for ages. And he said, It's things like that, you know, that, that you really get benefit from. Yeah. It was like, it's nice working on set and thinking, Oh, look, I did that or I did this or I met such and such. He was like, But I had a one on one moment with Pierce Brosnan where it was like, That's never going to be recreated again. No, and I think people appreciate it so much more mm. to have those moments. And I think also for people in that position to realise they're still human, <laughs> like mm. and to and have people treat them like a human rather than, I think when you get to those positions, I mean, I'm not famous by any means, but there's always that sense of people have an agenda when they're talking to you. Yeah. They want to know you, they want to speak to you because they want to be closer to someone else or because, because you're in this band. And I imagine a lot of actors still the say they want to talk to you because 
you're that person or you're working on this film or they think maybe they want something from you yeah and and it's a really uneasy feeling because then you feel like who is my friend in this world who is actually genuine and who what's everyone's agenda and to have those moments where that genuine connection where your dad clearly didn't care that he was like he's like, I get it all the time people are like, how can you work with musicians how do you not freak out I worked with Maiden people are like oh, 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 oh. And it's like well they're just it's just another bloke yeah. it's just, just people like I'm not as phased by that yeah no it's a good way of being though you, you like I said there's no point in putting people on a pedestal they are uh, the base of it all just humans uh, and people lose too much sight of that uh, and this was again. This was another idea for the podcast. Was that we want to get back to like the idea of just chatting to people again, regardless of where they're from, and no agenda. You know, we could have sat here and spoke about fail consistently, mm-hmm. or the music side of things, yeah. or, or pick your brains over that sort of stuff. Interview questions written out and stuff. You know, but, and you know, I, I didn't want to do that. I, I never yeah. wanted to have that and, and feel like people were put on the spot because it's no, they're not. It's not an interview. It's just people getting back to talking again and and. I'm hoping someone will put the headphones in and get lost in this hour and think, fucking hell, time flew by. That was great. Yeah. They were talking about dead birds and all sorts of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> this is excellent. This wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Hang on. Or maybe it was exactly yeah, what Maybe it's exactly what someone wanted. I don't know. We have all sorts of people listening to this podcast. So who knows? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a fetish for everything, which I unfortunately <laughs> learned for the internet these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's probably someone with a dead bird fetish. Oh god, that's gonna be me, isn't it? Uh, oh, I kind of felt like when you said it, you looked down and thought, "Shit, I've just let on." Yeah, that. yeah, it dawned on me very it like a creeping feeling of, "Oh no, it's gonna be me." <laughs> it's it's into something. It's what happens. It's just part of life. Yeah, yeah. Just we're discovering things all the time. Uh, each day, we're discovering something new about the planet, about uh, human biology. So, heck, maybe today I discovered that in the future I will be a bird necrophiliac necromancer type person i never say never anything is possible <laughs> do you know what that i honestly feel like that might be the best place to to wrap up for you because i know you've got a busy time and you need to be leaving your home rather shortly so i wanted to give you enough time to settle all your oh, equipment yes. and, and get out the door and do whatever you've got to do today but that might be do you know what? I don't even want a podcast anymore. I want to leave it there. That was fantastic. Bam. That, oh, that there, was, that was it. That, we've hit the pinnacle. Yeah. This is it. This is the apex. It's all down over here. Get that on a t-shirt. I really do appreciate you having me here. Like it means a lot to me as well that you'd want to connect with me because I don't see myself as anybody. I'm just a, a twat from South London who loves birds. Like, that's what I'm always going to be to myself. So it means a lot to me that you'd both take an hour of your time to speak with me and to have me on here so thank you both so well, much pleasure. I'm, much. I'm you know as everyone that's been on here and tell everybody i'm grateful for anyone's time um absolutely uh i mean the next the next episode we do we happen to have an actor on mm. um but again they're going to be treated the exact same and dead probably birds. make them feel dead birds. Yes, yeah. dead birds. Open with that, and then see how it goes. That that's that's your foot in the water, right there. I'll be like, welcome, welcome, such and such, dead birds. To, birds. Now, so speak. who's buried in your garden? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Get his wife then. Uh, well, oh, oh, <laughs> just imagine if it goes well. Actually, I've got a blank book where I keep the names. Here you go. It just starts give really. Me, give me a couple of minutes. Comes back with this little decrepit box. Yeah. Oh. One day, one day it will happen. But I'd love if to come back again one day. Oh, we'd absolutely happening. love that. Yeah, I'm just about yeah. to ask you. We would love if you would uh, if you would return, and uh, we can digress into the world of of dead animals, um, mm. po- pos- possible bird fetishes, and all sorts of things <laughs> that are available to talk about. To be perfect, this has been one of the most fun conversations I think I've had so far. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad I could give you that. My bit of my weirdness has been injected into your day of Mr. Blobby with cowpole. <laughs> that, that one's still there. Um, That's a logo yeah. change. Uh, yeah, oh. I better get going to go on the tube in central London. Oh, well, I hope you have a lovely day and um, we will schedule another time definitely for you to pop on. Thank you both so much. Live long and prosper. We will do. You take care. It's been an absolute pleasure. Live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Hey. Oh, there we are. Well, enjoy your day. 
yeah, you too. Tally ho and all that Thank kind you. of jazz. <laughs> Thanks very much, Annabelle. Bye, guys. See you Bye. later. Take care. Well, there we go. That was a, a an odd conversation yeah, and fun, fun and everything in between. Um, I didn't know where it was going to go, and I'm really glad that it went where it did, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. There's like the invigoration again. Yes, you know, yeah, now yeah. I'm feeling good again. Yeah. I've got those goosebumps over dead birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good chat. It was, um, yeah, lovely person, eh? Yeah, no, as I Absolutely. said, it's been lovely to talk to uh, all the, the, the times I've spoken to her, so I'm very grateful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, you've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, just been chatting away and this, that, and the other, and it's like, oh, that's awesome, you know, and then obviously get her on the podcast there we go have a lovely chat and you know and record it instead of just being on instagram or whatever you know um yes episode nine done and dusted yeah well on on to the uh the next episode later the big episode 10 well we'll actually be coming out the week after but yeah you know in our world we're, we're doing them back to back for everyone else listening if you're listening i mean if you listen i mean do you listen? Probably I not. Mean, um, when you do listen, there'll be another episode out there. But yeah. I promise it will be uh, another banger of an episode. Um, and I'm sure there'll be some stories that get shared there too. Uh, another thing to mention, as ever, because we're too lazy to, uh, you know, bother recording anything to do with our sponsors. Uh, we will. We will. But I we say that. It and then, and then, and then. <laughs> this is what I tell you. I can't use a fucking computer. This, this is yeah, hard enough. True. Um, we should mention that you can get 10% off over at Dead Skull Coffee using the code PODCAST because they were gracious enough to allow us to give you the code. Um, off everything, I believe, apart from subscriptions, I, I'm not too sure on that one, and the what Thunder the stuff, end? because obviously that's separate, you know, other things going on. But yeah, Dead Skull Coffee, not just saying this because we're partnered with them, fucking delicious coffee. like fucking delicious when you read the description of their blends and they're talking about the you know chocolate notes caramel notes undertone of raspberry and it's like they're not they're not blowing smoke up your ass we're not blowing smoke up it's fucking delicious coffee so yeah get get yourself over to deadskullcoffee.co.uk um check out their stuff they do some amazing merch not just shirts like this i mean obviously most people will be listening but the the videos will be up eventually but they also do coffee stout so if you are yeah. an alcoholic beverage drinker yes. or secret lemonade drinker, as I like to be called. Sorry, I just delved into alcoholism. Um, we'll leave that one. Fucking hell. <laughs> but yes, they do a range of products. So please enjoy. And uh, yeah, go head over, look. check them out. Check out their other partners too, because they only they only associate with cool people and, and us. Quite obviously, yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not then. Hmm. Anyway. Well, bye. Episode nine. Done in it, really. Done it. Over and out. Yeah. See you later. Podcasting, eh? <laughs> Bye.